You are listening to the Growth Through It podcast with Fee Dang, episode 29, Shule Ozek. Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Growth Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fee, and I am a clarity and confidence life coach known as the Positivity Queen. My passion is to help you go from stuck and self-critical to courageous and empowered so you can conquer anything. Join me every Tuesday as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate you. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. Hi, beautiful souls. You are in for a treat. On today's podcast, I have Shule Ozek from the Closeted Soul podcast. She is a former atheist who has undergone an incredible spiritual transformation. Her mission is to inspire you to practice self-love, self-understanding, and self-acceptance through the world of the esoteric. Today, we chat all things spirituality, spirit guides, tarot cards, mental health, mindset, and so much more juicy goodness. Enjoy. Hi, Shalay. Welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang, which is me. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here after our conversation. Was it like the other week? Time's just like flying, isn't it? Oh my God, it's flying. It honestly feels like so long ago, but it really, really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Thank you. Um, yeah, Shalai, please tell us a bit more about yourself and your story. Um, I'm sure the listeners would love to know more about you. And then um, last time we spoke, actually, we just flowed so much. There was so much to talk about. I don't think you could shut us up. So I feel like we're in for a really juicy conversation today. We really do. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I just felt like our conversation was five minutes. And before I knew it, we were talking. <laughs> hour and I'm like wait what (laughs) I had like set prepared I set some questions as well and I'm like okay I'm gonna you know say this one and say this one and then it just went just out the window yeah out the window because we just it it was nice it was nice I love conversations like that yeah so tell us you have a podcast right the closeted soul podcast I'd love to know about that and your journey because I saw that you used to be an atheist which I find so hard to believe because we were talking all spiritual woo last time so tell us about yourself your journey the podcast I I don't even know where to start I guess like I guess, okay, to paint a picture of who I was because I really can't recognize that person like last year honestly I would say yeah start of 2020 I don't know who I was it was just my whole life I've always led my life based on other people's decisions I never ever made my own decision ever I had no sense of like intuition I was a hardcore atheist I really really rejected religion spirituality didn't let that in and my whole life was kind of like built up to this point where, you know, I was getting the degree and I was moving out with my partner and like all the things that were supposed to happen were happening. Yet I was just like riddled with anxiety, riddled with self-doubt. I hated my life. I was a negative person. And I know that you said that. Oh, like, I'm still like, okay, woman. <laughs> so I was so negative. Like I didn't let myself uh, look at the positive. Any situation, I could be on a beautiful holiday and I'd pick out the negative situation in in on that holiday. And 
it was such a crappy quality to have. Like I'm surprised that the people in my life have stayed in my life. It mm. really shocks me because I look back now and I'm like, I don't know how you guys would even tolerate that because it's just, it was such like lack mentality and right. around. So that was me. And like in the year of 2019 was probably like the biggest year for me in terms of like my biological dad ended up passing away and just all of these other things happened in that year and it was a lot and it really uh, triggered this anxiety that was always in me but then I started to like kind of wake up with it and it was just constant and then I would get panic attacks and then once like time went on, I realized that I was getting worse and I wasn't getting better and I couldn't, mm. I couldn't fix, like I couldn't fix it. Right. I remember I'm a very vocal person. Like I'll be very honest about anything that I'm going through. So I remember going to my partner and being like, you know, I'm really unhappy. Like I need help because I was at that point where I'm like, I need help. Like, uh, but he, he, you know, no one can do anything for you when it's your mindset that's trapping you. Right. So through that, through COVID actually hitting, I I was forced to spend all this time with myself. Like I couldn't distract myself with society and I couldn't distract myself with other people anymore or just life in general because it was all taken away. I couldn't go to work. I was just at home with myself, with my thoughts. And there's only so much like YouTube and TikTok and movies mm. that before you run out right so I really got to sit with myself and it was the first time in I think my whole life that I've actually sat with myself and thought like look at what you've become you're riddled with anxiety you like I have like a panic attack nearly every day I'm so unhappy about my existence here like I was actually contemplating not wanting to be here which is not a place that I ever thought that I would be in and I just, I, I can't believe it, like from being that person. And then I, I knew that I had to make a change. I'm like, well, it's either going to get worse from here or I'm going to have to like start doing something. So I became interested in meditation. So I started exploring meditation and it was through practice. Like this didn't happen straight away, but through practice and constantly showing up because I had nothing else. Like I, I just, I had to do something. So through practice, I started to be consistent with meditating, taking it seriously, being mindful about it. And then I started to receive the benefits over time. And I was like, wow, like I forgot the last time that I got to feel peace and just that calmness, right? I just, my, my body, I just, that, that feeling was so unfamiliar that I craved it. So, you know, I woke up and I was meditating. Lunchtime, I'm meditating. Uh, early afternoon, my partner would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm meditating. Leave me alone. (laughs) Seriously, I like craved being in that feeling. But then through getting into that feeling, it was really all for mindset. And I was practicing gratitude. And slowly, 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 things were starting to kind of turn around for me. But then I tapped into a completely different realm that I didn't even know existed. Like you could imagine going from an atheist thinking that this is all all it is to then like meditating and getting in tune with like just another realm honestly and just activating something in me that now I cannot close the door to so fast forward to spirituality just changing my life completely and then you know the self-development grew from there because that's all spirituality is to me it's just self-development working on yourself cultivating that self-love and I get to do it in like a magical like with a magical lens on life like I, I look at life now as like just magic I'm always like miracles are happening every day and it's just beautiful to live from this perspective than what I was 
what I was living before. So I started the Closeted Soul podcast and it took me a long time to get it, like to actually trust myself enough to launch the podcast. And I'm so happy I did because just the amount of growth like I've seen with everyone around me since launching the podcast, because that you you reciprocate what you become to other people around you. So it's been beautiful, like just watching everyone else evolve and then yourself evolving as well. And just the podcast is all about spirituality. It's just diving into the esoteric world. And I really just created something that I was craving when I was exploring Mm. the spiritual world. I needed people to talk about this stuff because it wasn't so openly discussed. It was always like, it's too woo and you you know you're crazy if you think that or if you go down that rabbit hole and I'm just like well are you like you know I'm experiencing the things and I need someone to validate me and tell me yes I've experienced it too so I created that platform that for that reason amazing yeah it's so funny because like when you say your journey I feel like we have so many things in common it's like of course we're gonna meet of course we're gonna come together and I just like I find the name of your podcast really interesting closeted soul and also the esoteric world. Can you like explain that to us and the name of the podcast and how that came to you? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically I was toying up. So prior to me going down this path that wasn't aligned to me, that was based on everybody else's decision, I always wanted to do YouTube. So since I was 15, it was actually when YouTube first started and I saw video and I was like, oh my God, I was drawn to it. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I should be doing. But quickly I convinced myself, no, no, like that's not, that's not the career path people go down. How are you going to make money doing that? You know, fast forward a couple of years later, everyone's so- (laughs) You are onto something. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed at myself. Why did I do that? Like, and then it became that, right? So as time went on, I was like, you're too late now. The market's saturated. You're never going to be something, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not to be something, but it was just to like, it was this lifestyle, like this lifestyle of creation and doing something you're genuinely passionate about and being creative and just not living that nine to five, like that linear, that just isn't for me. It is for some people, but for me, it's, it's it wasn't for me. And I couldn't like grasp that. It was like, it was like. I I used to always ponder about that. I used to be like, is this seriously going to be my life? Like, I'm going to go to work nine to five and just do this day in, day out. Like, what? Um, So, yeah, I I allowed myself to stay in that. I allowed myself to stay in that. And I tried to follow that linear. I was like, you're going to find happiness. You're going to find happiness. It's going to be fine. And obviously, I wasn't following my desires because my desires from when I was 15 was to start that YouTube channel. Mm. That was my, you know, when people were like, what do you want to do with your life? I'm like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just, that happened. So I always had that desire. And then when I had my awakening and I was being reintroduced to my soul again, and I was really uncovering all of these parts to myself that I really blocked and I didn't allow in those desires that I suppressed because I told myself I wasn't good enough. So I allowed that to come out again. And when that really, really came out, oh my God, it was just a whole new ball game because I saw like those desires for creation and being online and being an entrepreneur and like just living this lifestyle that I've always wanted to create that started to come out and I was like that's how you're going to find your happiness when you start following your desires when you start following your bliss so I went back and forth for a good year maybe not a year six months with the with the podcast so I had the idea for six months and it was actually during a new moon Uh, of course (laughs) So I was like trying to manifest and I was just sitting there meditating and I um, have quite a close relationship now with my like spirit team. So they like communicate with me with 
they're very like involved in my spiritual evolution. So it's been nice to kind of have them there. But I, yeah, kind of tapped into them and they just gave me the name. during. That wow, time. girl, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so I, I was sitting on that for so long and I just had it there and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, it actually, yeah, I, I ended up investing in a coach, which we discussed on my podcast. Yes. We, I invest in, um, her name's Erin Henry. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of her, but she was actually a client of mine, like years and years ago. <laughs> so crazy how it all like comes together, right? It is. So yeah, no, she really helped me like get out of my shell. She's just kind of like, you know, you want to do this so much, like what's stopping you? And I think it's that fear that really keeps people like here, um, but then when you start like stepping into the fear and you start doing the thing that was like paralyzing you, it just becomes addictive. You're like, oh my God, I want to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. <laughs> do you experience that? Oh my God. I was like literally thinking, I was like, that's so crazy because earlier this week I did like a post on fear about how it stops you. Like it kind of does stop you from doing things, but it also makes you do things like you didn't really want to, but you like actually stop yourself from living life when you are fear. Like I say, it keeps you stuck, small and scared. Like that's what fear does, right? Absolutely. It does. And I was actually, this reminds me of a conversation I was having with a good friend of mine, but she's quite like in this like confused place right now. And she knows what she should be doing, but she's not doing it because she's scared. She's fearful of what's going to happen if she takes that step. And I remember just thinking to myself, it's so funny how the mind is just so comfortable in discomfort or like this confused energy, because it's just like, I'd rather be confused because I know I don't have to take action from this place. Ooh, that hits deep, girl. It's true. It's true. It really got me thinking. I was like, wow, it's so funny how we stay here and we just don't do the thing. Because when you do the thing, you it's just, you feel like, I honestly, I feel like I have superpowers when I do it. I'm like, whoa, like I couldn't even believe that I had the capability of doing that. Even just doing this podcast with you now, like I just... Oh my God. Like if this was me last year, I'd be like paralyzed with fear. I'd be like, oh my God. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) But growth isn't logical, right? Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, growth is not logical. That's why people quantum leap. You've definitely quantum leaped. Like it doesn't make sense to the mind because it's not rooted in the mind. And I love that you were kind of speaking about meditation and breathing being the gateway. You know, we discuss like going back into the body, but I know you're really passionate about self-discovery because I know you did a podcast episode all about tarot cards. And now I find out that your spirit team helped you with your name. So you clearly can get in touch with the spirit. And I'd love for you to kind of, maybe for anyone listening about their self-discovery journey and your, you know, playing with tarot cards and any other techniques or tips that you can share with the listeners today. Yeah, I can. Absolutely. I guess the first like main thing for self-discovery was with me was actually prioritizing myself, giving myself that time back because that's what I, I didn't do. Whenever I would have a free moment, I would put like a podcast on or YouTube and I would just drown myself in somebody else's life and things that weren't, uh, yeah, just things that weren't myself because I couldn't be in my own anxiety and I couldn't be in my own mind because it was so toxic and I think that's what anxiety is like I think you anxiety comes about because you believe the thoughts that are being perpetuated by your mind but when you really take the time to actually sit with yourself and observe the mind and it sounds so cliche but seriously when you actually sit there and you let whatever needs to come up come up you get to see that the mind is actually quite irrational 
It mm. doesn't make sense. The yeah, it's a liar. <laughs> it is a liar. It's not you, – you did an episode called The Brain is a yeah. Liar. Love it. Yeah, because it's true. The brain is a liar. It's not – it's not telling you the truth. And when you really get to like step back and disassociate from that part of you, you get to say, oh, that's a bit irrational. And it helps you in so many ways because you don't get consumed by it. And then you don't make decisions from that place as well. Because a lot of the time we're making these anxiety induced decisions or like fear based decisions based on that anxiety in the mind, right? We're not actually choosing from a place that is like, our heart or you know our desires our souls so that was really important for me to actually spend the time and I think it's important for everyone to develop some sort of a practice because it's life-changing I remember I was talking to my best friend about this recently as well but she was saying I don't believe you know how people say oh meditation isn't for me just doesn't work for me yes I don't believe she was saying she doesn't believe that but same (laughs) I just believe that it is for everyone you just have to develop a way to do it with yourself if you're struggling to meditate it's because there's something you're avoiding there's Mm. something that's hard to actually sit with yeah because that kind of links back to what you said I find I see that with a lot of clients as well they don't want to listen to their own voice they'd rather fill it in with anything else it could be technology eating drinking like as long as they can avoid that mind space so it was really interesting that you brought it up because can you kind of recall a time when you're like there and you're like, I don't want to feel this feeling and you're like just trying to resist and don't you find that the more you resist, it persists? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I can think of a million situations where I've done that. <laughs> do that. Like I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, I'm, I've, I've like transcended and I'm fine and I've, you know, overcome the ego. Oh my God, no. I am still like working with that side of myself all the time. So it's just about kind of just jumping into it again, like just being like, no, I'm going to face it. Like I think when you're meditating and you're sitting there, the body's like trying to do everything, exactly what you said to like get out of it because it's like I, I should be doing this. This is time-wasting. But really just saying no to the body, like, don't don't get up, don't do this, like, just take this time for yourself. It's just about actually doing the thing and the practice of the thing. And then you start to see the benefits of the thing. And that's what keeps you consistent. And that's what makes you realize, wow, I actually really needed this. So I, my, my best advice is honestly, just to do it and just to be consistent, regardless of how hard it is. So if it's hard, I think there's work to be done there. And I think you should like that all the more reason to do that with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting in your journey as well, because um, so this kind of brings me back because last night I was talking to my friends and a lot of my friends are skeptics of tarot cards. And I was a bit like, oh, and then they were a bit worried, like, oh, did I offend her? And so I want to know your perspective because you went from atheist to very spiritual and you're very open about it. And how has that journey been personally for you? You know, when people don't believe you're like, oh, tarot cards don't exist. Uh, I don't believe in spirit guides. How do you deal with that? I guess, uh, sorry, I'm ju- I, like you, you said that question before and I just jumped onto something completely different. No, no, no. <laughs> this is the flow. Let's get in it. Let's keep going. Um, so I guess with, with that, I I struggle the most with my partner, I think. And I think this is the problem for lots of people because my partner is quite a realist and mm. the change in dynamic was really, really hard for us because we would bond over being atheists and realists together. Oh, wow. Like, 
a big like part of our relationship the fact that we didn't like conform to religion and stuff so it was weird like because we connected on that so much and then for me to completely 360 and be like oh my god there are spirit guides the universe is like oh my god there's a higher power (laughs) did he think you were pranking him he's like what has so happened to her (laughs) I'm lucky because he's quite like it was hard it was really really hard but he's he's shown so much uh He's shown like interest in it, like not that he can relate on the conversations that we have or anything like that, but more like in like the career, like the career path I'm trying to go down, what I'm trying to create. Uh, he buys me like tarot decks. He actually bought me my first tarot deck. Oh, wow. I know. So he, he shows his support doing that sort of stuff. So he, that's, that's kind of his like way to be like, I'm supporting you in this, even though it's really weird. But then I had to learn some ground rules rules as well and be like, okay, I understand you're learning everything that's like completely blowing your mind, but some people aren't ready to hear that. And that's fine. It's just not their path. Either it's going to be their path on this lifetime or it's not. And it's not my job to convince them. So Mm. I realized like the reason why I was an atheist and I was so like, I didn't want anything to do with religion was because I felt like it was forced. I felt like I was told what to believe, how to be, how to act. And if I wasn't that way, I would be punished. And I really have an interesting upbringing with religion because my parents are primarily Muslim. And then my my mom ended up breaking up with my dad and she was still a Muslim, but one of those She's so cool. I don't understand why she was like this, but she she would just really embrace being in Australia and exploring the culture. So I always got to celebrate Christmas, Easter, like all of the fun mm. things. So I and, I and I did Baydam as well. So all of the things I did, I celebrated everything. And I went to a Muslim primary school and a Christian high school. And through that, I realized that it was like, in my mind, I'm like, this is all basically the same. We're all saying the same thing, but in different ways. So the whole like fear that's embedded in religion turned me off. And I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't want anything to do with that. So then when I had my awakening, it happened so organically, it happened so naturally. So I was getting the experiences because I was tapping into something that I didn't even know existed. And then I would go to the internet and be like, what the hell is happening to me? What is this experience? And I would try to validate it with other people's experiences. And that's what drew me into spirituality that's what made me go oh my god I'm a wholehearted believer like I'll be preaching if there's a spirituality church I'm there like preaching because it was something that just happened on its own and I think I like spirituality in that it is so like the way that I follow it it's so freeing in that it's really whatever I want it to be or whatever I need it to be and I like it because like you can believe in whatever you want to believe in and I'll believe in whatever I want to believe in. And I think like that's the best way I navigate like skeptics. If people say, my, my partner's the biggest skeptic. He always looks at me. I've proved to him so many times that I've like psychic, I predicted something and he still like finds ways to just be like, no, that's a coincidence. That's this. And I'm just like, okay, like if you want to live your life through that perspective, that's fine. I want to live life in a magical, we all have this ability. We're all intuitive perspective. And that's, that's, that's my part. I was going to ask you because some people like, what if they can't connect to the intuition? You don't believe that. You think maybe they're not open to it. I I believe that everyone can. I think because I was that person that used to be like, I don't have an intuition. Seriously, Fee, the way that I would make decisions was back, back this is like partially, <laughs> the way that I would make decisions was I would consult everyone around me. So I'd be like, you know, 
what do you say? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then I'd get the, the decision based on what everybody else picked. And I remember one time I was doing the, that same thing to my best friend, like I always did. And she just looked at me and she snapped because she always had that sense of intuition. And she's like, don't you have a sense of intuition? She's like, why do you always make decisions like this? It's like, it really like triggered her because she's like, you just rely on other people's opinions and you don't rely on yourself. And she's like, don't you have that thing that tells you what to do? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I couldn't see it from her perspective until I had the awakening. And I was like, wow, now I don't consult anyone with any decision. I just tell people what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I'm doing that. So I just completely consult myself. Wow, that is so powerful. That literally gave me chills. I'm like, you're literally literally like the living, breathing thing of it. Like you've seriously gone like a whole different journey and your identity is so interesting. And I know that you're really passionate about self-love, but I want to delve into self-acceptance because that's something that you really talk about. And so how do you think that all comes together for your life about the whole self-acceptance and having all these different identities and coming that whole journey being like, you know what? I am my own person. I have my own voice and I'm here to speak about it and show the world, right? Yeah. Uh, that comes with many different things. Um, bringing it back to what you said, the tarot cards, like the tarot cards are something that really, really helped me actually connect back to myself. So you can look at tarot any way that you want, oracle cards or tarot, whatever, however you like, right? It could either be communicating with your higher self or it could be communicating with like your spirit team, whatever you want to believe in. Uh, it's really just your interpretation, however you believe you're getting the information. So when you're doing tarot, it's not about actually looking at the like definitions of what the cards mean or the oracle cards or what you know somebody else has written because it's your interpretation that's important. So when you really get to like analyze the image and what feeling is that bringing up, that's what strengthens the intuition. But not only that, then actually following that guidance. And then through just the practice of doing that, you strengthen that relationship with yourself. And that's really how I did it with myself. That's one of the biggest ways I developed this relationship with myself. So it was just a good way to kind of get, like the cards are a good visual way to get what was happening in my head out onto a table and I could see it, right? And then I showed myself that I trust myself and I trust my guidance by actually taking the action. And I think taking the action is where people struggle the most. And there's really no formula. There's really no, there's no formula other than just doing it. I don't know if you agree with that. I just feel like. I just think you're so interesting. I've never really heard about anyone describe tarot like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a powerful way because it just. It, regard like even though I believe I'm talking to my spirit guides through the cards as well as my higher self you don't have to look at it as a spiritual thing if you really struggle with like trusting yourself it's just about yeah playing with the cards seeing what comes out what does that make you feel you know yes self-trust is a very interesting concept I definitely haven't trusted myself I mean now I do but definitely before I didn't do you have any tips on how somebody could build their self-trust or anything that you've experienced to help you Yeah, I honestly just think it's just doing the thing that you know that you should be doing. Like there's that, you know, that saying where people say, um, where they say, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what I want. Yes, you do. You know what you want. I've been saying that for years and years and years. And deep down, I knew what I wanted, but I... (laughs) I was like, I don't have any passions. Yes, you do. You just, you are choosing to say, I don't have any passions because your desires are too it's too much for you to actually like go into that thing, right? Because you're scared. You're scared about not working out. Maybe it's not accepted by society. Uh, Maybe it's not what everyone else does. Maybe it's different. Maybe it'll make you feel left out. So I think uh, realizing that and then 
realizing that that's important. Like we all have these desires there for a reason. Your desire fee is going to be completely different to my desires. Yes. Program differently. We want different things. We're here for different things. We're here to fulfill different things for different people or whatever, right? So it's important to realize that. And I think we can get trapped in that we all want the same thing, but we don't. Mm. Yes. I think realizing that and trusting that what's there is there for a reason and there's a reason you don't like things and there's a reason you do like things because you're like use that as your navigation system I don't like that that's not for me I'm going to go down this way so don't suppress that part of yourself because it's only going to lead to like an unhappy life which it did for me for so 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 long so I say the best way to trust yourself is to actually follow that desire and take action like actually follow the thing do the thing prove to yourself that that was the right uh, that was the right message or that was the right path for you. And then through that action of like continuing to go in that direction, you'll realize, okay, that's how I trust myself. Like you just won't even question it. Like whenever things come up, you're like, okay, I know that's what I have to do now because I've done it time and time again and it's proven me right. Yeah. You're like blowing my mind. Cause I, I mean, we're talking about concepts, like they're not new concepts, right. But just like the way you explain it is a very different perspective to mine. And I love that we are super similar, but really different. And I love that you're sharing all of that. And so, I mean, the podcast name, right. It's called the grow through it podcast. So it's all about, you know, this podcast is don't just go through life, grow through it. So what would you say is like being your catalyst for growth and what really like kind of shot you up and you're like, yep, I've got to do this. This is my growth. This is my waking, like whatever that is for you. For me, I guess like the thing that shot me up into growth was I did reach this really, really bad point in my life where, like I said, I was contemplating being here. I was contemplating the will to live. I was really, really just reaching out to people around me like, I need help. Like, I'm so unhappy. I was riddled with anxiety and self-doubt. And it was either I was going to stay that and it was going to get worse. And to be honest, like, I know that this is really crap to say, but I don't even know if I'd be sitting here if I followed that path. I don't know if I'd be here right now having this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just crazy to think, like, because it was, it was bad and it was just getting worse and worse. And I'm not going to lie, like I was quite uh, neglectful towards mental health. I didn't understand it until I went into it. And then I understood it and I was like, wow, like I understand now how like profound and how hard it can be. So kind of being in that, it was either like I had to make a decision. It's either you're going to stay there and it's going to get worse and worse and worse or you're going to make that change and you're going to start like giving yourself what you need, what you're like, my soul is yearning for. And once you start doing that, like it's either going to get better or it's going to completely suck. So I think like I got to this point where it was like life or death, really, as dramatic as that sounds, it was life or death for me. It was either you start listening to yourself and listening to your, your desires and following, you know, everything that's in you that you really, really wanted to explore and you want to let out or you keep it suppressed and you stay unhappy and then it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know what? Like, I don't think we talk about enough about it. Like that issue of like contemplating your place in society and being alive here, right? Like we all kind of like you talk about it when it's like mental health week or mental health month. And then we kind of like tiptoe around it because we're like, oh, it's like so controversial. And we're like scared. I'm like, let's not be scared about it. Like, let's talk about it, right? Because somebody here is listening and being like, I've been there. I'm feeling this right now. And so I guess like, what do you think really kind of pushed you? Like, I know you were kind of um, delving more into spirituality and breathing, but 
do you know when you're at that place, like some people are like, how did you find that will? How did you get that motivation to be like, okay, I've got to change it? Because, you know, I think we've all been there. We've been just so down and we feel like we're in like this whirlpool and we cannot get out and we're like drowning and we're like trying to scream for help, but we're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. How did you make that leap? How did I do it? I just, like, like I said, it just actually got to that life or death point. Like it was either... I stay in my misery and I'm not here anymore. Like I do the things that I'm thinking about or I I take, I take I try to make a change and it was hard. Like I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy and like once I did it, like it skyrocketed. No, like I was trying to meditate for a good four months in that period and I, I couldn't. I couldn't even stand being alone with my own mind. But I'm quite a persistent person and I guess like that's just a quality that I have where I really, really um, – I've always envisioned a happy life for myself and I never like wanted to be in like misery. You know what I mean? So I really just envisioned like a envisioned a playful, happy life. And I, I wanted that so much. And when I hit adulthood and like all this like crappy shit was happening, I was like, Oh, like it's just getting like worse and worse and worse. And is this what adulthood is? It doesn't just get worse because I was surrounded by adults with like such a negative mindset. And I was like, Oh my God, I just felt weighed down. That's the best way I can describe it. And, uh, I guess that like, that envision, like that envision that I had like deep down that I just wanted and craved like a happy life and just to be happy and grateful. So I think that that was just within me. Like it, oh, I, I it's find, so beautiful. Yeah. It's in you or it's not right. So yeah, you decide kind of how you want to go with it because, you know, I've seen people go the other way completely, like down a bad, bad path. And it breaks my heart that they don't feel like they can get out of it. But I really believe that it's just something that you have to find within you. I think you can always get out, right? Like um, I genuinely 100% believe it. And I think that's something that's really come through in what you've just said. It's like holding that vision. Like whether it's manifesting or getting yourself out of a bad time, you have to hold the vision. You have to hold that hope that even if it doesn't look like it's happening, it can happen. We live in a quantum reality. It could just drop out of the sky. Like I tell that to so many clients. Like, I mean, if we talk, if I talked to you like a year ago, you're probably like, no, I'm not going to be a positive person. I don't believe in spirituality, but I could be like to you, well, maybe you will be. And then here you are, right? <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. And I also want to bring it back to what you said about the mental health, like it being such a taboo topic. Yes. About it. I completely agree. I think it's something that we should talk about. We should start talking about this because so many people stay with that. And that was a big thing with me. Like, I um, do you know much about astrology? Yes, I love astrology. You know me. <laughs> Tell I'm, us. I'm a Virgo ascendant. So that means like ascendant is kind of how people see you. So yes. have it all together. They look like they're very structured, organized, and they just have it all together. So in like deep down in my head, I'm like sh- like the- looking for the world to live and people are like, oh, wow, she's got it all sorted. Look at her going, you know, graduating with that degree, moving out with her partner, like all of this is happening for her. So that's like kind of what I was portraying. But like deep down, I was hurting so much. Right. And I'm looking around at other people and, you know, people don't talk about this stuff very openly. And I'm like, no one else is feeling this. Am I alone in this? What's wrong with me? And then like, so then having these conversations just makes you think, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who goes through this. So it's just powerful that you said that. And I think it's true. Like you put up that post recently. um, uh, What was it called? It was the one we had like the three words. I can't even remember. (laughs) 
as well. Uh, but that just, you, you were talking about mental health. You're really honest, Fee, which I love. Like it's, oh, yes, yeah. It's just, it's so nice and refreshing to see that on social media because it can be hard oh yeah you're giving me all the flashbacks sorry everybody I, I was saying uh, we were laughing because I was saying I'm so present that I forget like all these things but it was yeah so this week I was really ill like so ill that I couldn't like watch tv I couldn't even like read a book and it taught me surrender and I was like oh my gosh I just have to surrender to this I can't fight this if this cold wants to take over I've just got to let it do its thing. And I felt all these things. And I was like, oh, I actually, I didn't even want to um, upload that because I felt a bit angry because in that photo, I was like really down and really angry at the world. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of myself. Right. But like you said, it's so important to talk about these things, especially people like us who have a platform. I don't want people to think that I'm happy all the time because I'm definitely not. No, you're so, it was a beautiful read. I remember reading that and I'm like, it's just such a true, it's just so much truth in that post and what you said. And I love that you had that experience. I really, really do. Oh, I was teaching. I mean, what's your experience with surrender? Because I think I said in the post, like people think surrendering is like you give up, right? But I think there's so much power in being like, you know what? Okay. Take me with the flow universe. Let me go where you want me to go. And I surrender. And I felt really powerful by the end of the week. Start of the week, no. Angry at surrender. So I wanted to know your experiences about surrender. I struggle with surrender as well. I'm not going to lie. I really, really do. Especially with like this desired life of mine that I've had so long. And I struggle like letting go and trusting that. Like just let that unfold. Let that just happen the way that it needs to happen. So um, I do struggle with that. But I think what ends up happening is it kind of gets to this point in my mind where I'm like, okay, there's no, like, the, uh, me being in this control. So, okay, I guess, like, to be as truthful and honest as I possibly can, which is what we're talking about, but I was getting caught up in analytics. So I was getting caught up with, like, analytics on posts and podcasts and all of this, like, and it was, like, feeding my ego almost, right? So it was, like, um, I remember, like, the podcast hit, like, was it, like, a 1,000 downloads or something like that? And I was, like, oh my God, that's so exciting. And I was going to go on social media and just be like, oh my God, thank you guys so much. And I like stopped for a moment and I was like, okay, why am I going to do that? Like, what is this for? What am I, am I really saying thank you to the listeners or am I doing it to feed my ego? Am I doing it to prove to people that the podcast gets downloads? You know what I mean? And that ended up being the reason I was looking for validation. I wanted other people to know that I was succeeding and that it was going somewhere. And I'm like, that's not the way that, I want to live. I don't want to live my life based on other people and getting validation from them because that's how I've lived my entire life and that made me extremely unhappy. I need to be able to give that to myself. I need to be able to just celebrate that on my own. So I didn't post that and I stopped and I was like really proud of myself for like realizing that that came up and I like got to stop myself in that moment and be like, why are you doing this? Oh my goodness. Yes. Because Gosh, so many times I've been there too. Anything in life, I'm like, wait, you know, like people say like, I want a relationship or I want lots of money, but I'm like, is that what you really want? Or are you just subscribing to something that's picked up along the way when you were growing up and you've just kept going with it? Like so many times I'm like, wait, is this what I want? Or is this like something my mom wants me to do or society, right? And for you to share, sorry, that is so powerful to be able to be like, oh my gosh, what am I actually doing this for? And being humble enough to be like, yeah, that was my ego. 
and we all have an ego, right? I mean, what's your take on the ego? Because I had this relationship where I was like, the ego is so evil. But now I've come to realize the ego is just doing its bit to protect you at all costs. You know, I say the mind is not for your happiness. It's wired for your survival. So what's your take on the ego and your experiences with ego and maybe dissolving the ego? Because that's damn hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't think like it's, you shouldn't really dissolve the ego. Because like you said, it's important. It's there. And you realize it's not such an evil thing. It, the ego is that defense mechanism that protected us when we were a child, when, you know, something bad happened to us and it, it came in to, like, be there for us. So the ego is a massive part of us. And my friend actually gave me this analogy, and I really find it so helpful. I think her, na- uh, her name on Instagram is Elevating Consciousness. Um, she talks to her ego in a way where she treats it like a child, like a little baby child. So whenever it's starting to play up where it's like, I'm not getting attention or this isn't happening or this didn't get so many likes and now I'm sad, like that that part that comes up, she will then talk to as if like a kid, like it's okay, you're still loved. You're still very accepted. I accept you. So it's just that back and forth, like catching the ego. And that's what I've been doing. And I found it so helpful because when you actually look at how the ego reacts and like it acts out, you're like, it actually is very childlike. It is just that inner child, like that didn't get something when you were a kid and it's acting out now as an adult. So to actually catch that, if you, if you can like really, you know, develop a mindfulness practice and you can really get to know yourself and then you can catch those things like you know how I could catch myself in that moment and be like why are you doing this um in that moment then you just talk to that 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 ego side of you and you're like it's okay you're still loved you're so fine like you know what I mean I love that because you know it goes really hand in hand with consciousness and awareness that's like the parent right it's not like you're you don't love your kid or anything it's just like you're the parent watching the kid having the tantrum and you're trying to like appease it and make a decision out of your best awareness as an adult self. So I think that's really, really cool. And I love that you had these like conversations with your friends. And so a lot of listeners, like they always want to know, like, you know, do you have any books that have been really, you know, spiritual, um, not spiritual. Well, they could be spiritual, but I mean, development to your growth or, you know, any favorite quotes that really resonated with you that you'd be able to share with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. Okay. So a really good book for ego, like really like catching the ego is called, Uh, what's it called? Conversations with the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Such a good read because it's very, the devil is the ego basically. So just like develop, like learning how that works and how that manifests into our minds at what age that manifests and then like really understanding that. And I guess for me, because a lot of my self-development journey has been spiritual based, like it was me really relying on the spiritual podcast and things like that. So I really, really enjoyed in terms of podcast, I really enjoyed um, Manifestation Babe. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I love her content. It's so wholesome. It's so nice. Um, so I learned a lot through there, uh, Balance Blonde podcast as well. I learned a lot through that podcast. Um, I'm trying to think, what was, that would be my, um, a lot of my main recommendations, a really good one. If you want to get like deep into this world of spirituality, understanding the ego and all of that, her name is Christina Lopes and she's on YouTube. She really helped me a lot as well. Like really gives detailed explanations and then tangible tools on how to like get through certain situations or overcome blocks. And it's very, very helpful. And the, the videos are so detailed and they're all for free on YouTube. So she just shares so much value, but she really, really helped me as well. 
Oh, great. Thank you so much for sharing because, I mean, I definitely agree. I think we are so lucky. Like, when has there been a time in the earth where you can access everything for free? Like, genuinely, like, everything is free and it's out there, right? You just have to find it. But then I also think, like, when you invest in yourself, like, say a coach like you have and I have and you know, the clients invest in me and stuff like it's, it is a different journey because you put your skin in the game, like your energies behind it because you're putting a resource behind it. It's not to say like it's better growth or anything. It's just a different place, a different energy, maybe at a different rate, right? It's just, what are your, what is your take on that? Cause I don't like the stuff, like I'm a life coach and I'm saying like, you don't have to work with a life coach to get better. Like, I don't believe that at all. I think you accelerate it, but I don't think it's unnecessary. What do you, what's your take? I love that you say that because it's empowering. You give people the power back. And that was a lot of what I realized when we were talking on um, the episode that we did together on my podcast. It was you were really, really talking about uh, how you really pull that out of people. You're kind of just there, just kind of being people's guide back to themselves, really. Right. out what's in them it's that you all have it within you like we all do we all have the capability of pulling ourselves up and I think like you're so right like investing in a coach for me it was like I'm going to prove to myself that I'm putting myself first finally because for me at that point I was at this point where I was like okay I know what I need to be doing but I'm too scared to take the step I'm too scared to do it so I needed that support so when I invested that money into that coach coach she helped me then like it's kind of like okay you're investing in yourself you just put that much money into investing in yourself and your growth and you're you know are you really going to disappoint yourself by like wasting all that money and not doing the thing and then that person becomes your cheerleader right and they're like yes do it usually yeah she's like you have it all within you. Like, just do it, just do it, just do it. And then somebody like they're believing in you. Also somebody that's doing like, usually we invest in people that have what we want, right? Right. Like what we're looking for. So having that person behind you saying, I did it, you can do it too. That's really helpful because you're like, okay, yeah, like she could do it. I'm going to do it. So it's so like investing in a coach. If you have like the financial means to do so and you want to prove to yourself that you're important and you're going to take after you, you're going to follow your desires, it's worth it. Yeah. And it was the best investment I've ever made. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think from our conversation today, I really learned that you're very action orientated. Girl, you move, you make moves. Like you don't just like sit there and stagnate. And so I wonder, have you ever been in that place where, because you're like such an action taker, where you feel like you're stuck? And when you're stuck, like what do you do? Like I said, I was stuck for the whole year. Like I had, I had the podcast idea in last year, mid-year. And I wanted to, I purchased like the blog and all of it in mid-year last year. And I did not take action until February this year. So that was like a good six to seven months that I just didn't listen to myself, that I just mm. didn't, I didn't do the thing. So that wasn't me. And you know what I did, funnily enough, I invested in a coach. Yeah, it's funny. It's true. Like, I think I was like, I still remember my first coach. I was very reluctant, but it is something about it. Like your energy and the money, you just like, I can't not do it now. Like you kind of force, it's like, I always say like my clients are like, their dreams are hiring me because the dreams want to happen. And they're like, can you just please start the process and like get along and do what you need to do? But it just shows that you just sometimes like you do it. And even though you feel scared, even though you're, you know, you're worried about being judged, right? Like, and you grow a lot in your self-love as well because you're like, I love myself. I'm going to do this for myself. I love myself enough to not be so worried about other people's judgments. And so I'd love to know like your take on self-love and your growth and journey. Yeah. 
Uh, I love that you said that. It, it, that's exactly right. It's just that stepping into fear and then it becomes addictive because you're like, oh my God, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And you keep going. <laughs> Natural drug. <laughs> yeah. I actually forgot the question. <laughs> oh yeah. So I was saying like, because when we step into the fear, but I think it takes a lot of self-love to do it, right? Because you love yourself enough to invest in yourself. You love yourself enough to do the things, even though people might judge you. And so I wanted to know like your take on self-love and the development of your self-love in your like spiritual growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was something that's probably been the hardest thing I've ever had to cultivate in this life, loving myself enough to give myself the life that I've always dreamed. Mm. So it has been like, such a journey with me with self-love and I still struggle like there's still things that I have to work on but I'm so like I I have come such a long way with it I have I really really have and I am proud of myself and I think that's a good reminder for people to look at kind of where they were and where they are now as well because I think you can get you can get lost in the growth and you're like the next thing the next thing but then you're like wait look at how much I've changed like this is me right now and me last year was just a completely different person like I'm so proud of me so just taking those moments really like really uh being my own cheerleader like whenever I would have those little milestones where I you know posted my first story did my first podcast like celebrating that and celebrating me and celebrating my ability to do that so really like also spending time with myself, like loving myself enough to like set boundaries was really, really important. I was like such like a giver and people like really projected onto me and I would take that on. I was like an empath and I would literally, I would be like so like weak and broken and I would need like time to myself. But if somebody asked me to like be there with them for a thing, I would go because I'm like, you need me, I'll be there for you. So it was like, like, cutting like getting out of that mindset that I had to be like that and like really giving back to myself and being like you know what Monday to Friday is for me no one's going to get me in that time it's mine and weekends I will give to other people and that like being able to rejuvenate my energy spending time with myself because doing those mindfulness practices like meditating and you know having like a a spiritual bath with Epsom salts, playing with my crystals, playing with my tarot, like that brings me back to my soul and it makes me so happy. It connects me back to my heart and I need that time with myself. So like making that a priority over other people. And then once Mm. you can really like nourish that version of yourself, you're showing yourself, I love you. I love you. And I'm going to give that to you. That's what you want. That's what makes you happy. I love you. I'm going to give you the things that you want. Nourishing your body even like, eating those good foods, like feeding your body things that feel good. Like when I was in a really, really bad place, I didn't care about my health. I didn't care about how I was feeding myself. And my, I, I suffered for it. I developed celiac disease, really bad IBS, like just so many things and even SIBO at some point. So like I just wasn't listening to my body. It just got really, really bad. So showing myself that I love myself by making like a nice nutritious meal, like spending the time to do that. Just those small acts of self-love. Does that make sense? I feel like I went on. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. I was just listening so deeply because I was like, that's so very true because you don't realize that. Well, I feel like people think you have to do things for self-love, but I genuinely believe self-love is the lifestyle, right? You should be loving yourself in every moment and be able to make the choices because Yes, there is hard, but it's like when you were talking about, I was like, yeah, she actually becomes such a better person and a better friend because you are like at your full and then you're like, okay, I can give to you because I'm so happy. I'm so connected. And like, 
I think I was like talking about this with a client because I was like, you know, at self-love, like your friends should respect that, right? Like I wouldn't be like, oh gosh, you want to take a weekend off because you've had a terrible week at work. Like, how dare you? Like, I don't think any normal friend would be like, no, you can't do that. Like, it's just weird. This oh, We're bringing all the threads in, but like your mind just makes up all this crap, right? Oh, you're so right. And no one teaches you how to love yourself when you think about it. We don't go to the school of self-love. I mean, maybe later on in life. I'm like hanging for that. (laughs) I want to create that for my kids, like a school of (laughs) self-love. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I'm like, what's what's next for you? Like you obviously have a podcast, like what's on your scene? Um, Where can people find you? Yeah, oh, God. So... Right now, I am I'm doing like a healing and a mediumship course, basically. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> excited. So I don't know where that's going to take me, but it feels right. And I've never felt like I was at home. Like I was doing the course and I just had this like overwhelming feeling of this is right. Like this is where you're supposed to be. And when I'm doing the work and I'm reading people and I'm learning like the healings, it just feels so familiar and so right. So I'm hoping to then start like maybe offering that to people. I'm not sure what it's going to look like and I'm going to leave it open to whatever it needs to be. So I'm going to just leave that, but you can expect that from me in future. I'll be definitely going. Your spirit guides will just chime in. They'll be like, it's time now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they'll just be like, you're doing this. (laughs) Um, So it'll be something like that. But right now I'm just getting lost in the conversations, like really focusing on the podcast and really like sharing people's stories, like your story. Like, I'm passionate about people like you. I'm like, it's so cool. You have like every single topic. I was like, wow. She talks about like all sorts. So if you're into the spiritual, you need to check out the Closeted Soul podcast. Trust me. And I feel like you're such a, like you're so great at conversations and you bring out the best people. But I mean, I'm just like reflecting on this time. I don't even know what the time is, but it's been such a healing conversation, genuinely, like just so deep. And I think you are meant to be healed. Like I would, I think that path is open for you, but I could definitely see you doing that I think that's really really um beautiful and I mean um in terms of healing do you think you have to do anything do you think it's like a spiritual thing like what is healing to you healing can be many things and it's really just how far you want to take it but I think um in order to like go to the healing, like for me, it started off like how it starts off for everyone, like the law of attraction, manifesting, you're like, woo, this is fun. Oh my God, I get to create my own reality. And then you realize, oh my God, there are so many blocks. Where do these come from? Oh my God, like I actually have like things I have to deal with. And then you go down the healing path. It's important to not get caught up in the healing path because that can also be quite like really sad and it can get really, really deep. So it's, yeah, you need like a balance of both. And while balance is so hard to like, because you can't really have a balance, right? But just just be mindful of not going, like getting too caught up on the healing. Um, I think first of all, like the most important thing before taking steps to healing is to develop that relationship with yourself, really understand what you need and what, you know, if there's something that you have tried to work on it, look look it up like we have so much access to information on the internet and that's how I did a lot of my journey like a lot of people are like I can't believe you like did everything all on your own and I'm like yeah well I had the internet like how lucky are we to even have access to this information so utilize it you know those resources that I mentioned explore them because you'll learn so much and then you'll learn like how to do like people give such valued valuable advice on the internet so really really go through that and um try to take on the practices take them seriously as well 
And then if you're struggling from there, like for me, for example, like I have a really, really heavy childhood, which I won't bring up because it just brings the vibe down, but um, like a really heavy childhood that I talk about on my podcast, but I needed help dealing with that. I was like, that was when the ego was coming in and I was like, mm, you, you, you've dealt with this. You don't have to deal with it. You've dealt with this, but it was because it was mm. too heavy to visit. So I was like convincing myself that I had healed, but I hadn't. And when I realized that that like kept coming up in my reality and kept like keeping me here and I couldn't like, it's like I couldn't move to the next thing because I knew that that had to be dealt with. So there came a point where it had to be dealt with. And again, my guides were like, you have to deal with this. And I needed help. And I'm really hard at asking for help. And that's when I invested in an actual, like, um, she was a healer. And it was a very, like, intense situation where she took me into a meditation. She brought up the situation. I was in that meditation for three hours. Wow. It was full on. And she just took me through like the the scenario and she didn't let me get out of it and what I could what was happening to me during that time was I kept trying to get out of it like I don't want to deal with this anymore like I'm done I'm done I've done it I've done it and she kept saying no you're not you're not done go back like go back it was intense but oh my goodness it's like like it sounds like you know how like ayahuasca like that full oh you gotta be confronted you can't leave it's in your mind would you say it was kind of like that but like obviously more not plant related it was spiritual more, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, you can do that. Like, that's what a lot of people say as well. Like, those experiences you can get on ayahuasca, you can get as well, like, without being on the, the plant medicine. So you can definitely do that. So it's, that's what's so cool. Like, you just have to seek out what you need. So that was really, really powerful. Like, I've seen shamans for energy work. And it's just, it is really, really powerful when that's what you want to allow in even things like like kinesi I can't say kinesiology oh yeah yeah kinesiology yeah yeah that's one um but that like reiki that's also really good for healing as well so if you feel like you're a bit blocked and you need some help like those those alternatives yeah right I think you should open your mind I don't think anything's right or wrong I think you've just got to try it for yourself and open up and I just love what you said about everyone begins in the law of attraction because I'm like yeah it's true like you realize that you can create your reality but you've also all the whole time have been creating it. So, you know, it's not always like, you know, all the manifestations coming true. It's also like the stuff in the path that you have to take in your life and work through. So it sounds like you've really gone there, but I just laughed to myself because I was like, yeah, we all start out really positive and realize like the healing and the work is not always in the fun things. It's in the stuff where you have to really deeply confront stuff that you don't want to. And it makes you feel very uncomfortable right? Especially like, I can't imagine having visions being brought up and being like, you have to stay there. And you know, your mind can't distinguish between reality and not real, right? So you're literally putting yourself through it again, reliving it to, you know, move forward with your life. And it's so true because life will literally bring back patterns. I tell my clients, like, it's not that it's like punishing you or anything, but the patterns are happening for a reason because the universe wants you to pick up on the pattern and be like, oh, wait, that me, like, Eight years single, I was like, oh, that me. That's not the universe. That's me. Like, this is something I haven't worked through. The minute I healed, like, I met my boyfriend. So, I mean, it's not, is it karma? Like, what do you want to call it? What are your takes on, like, that kind of life path journey? I believe it's all subconscious. Like, I love that. I believe it's all subconscious. I believe that we haven't dealt with that. And you've got to think about our universe is basically a replication of our subconscious, what we hold. Yes. The law of attraction isn't hard. The law of attraction is always working. You don't have to try hard at it. It is something that happens. Like you realize you'll just be talking about something like 
um, and a topic will come up and then it'll come up in another situation somehow, some form, like just from nothing. And it's just, it's so weird. Like my partner and I were always joking about the house next door going on sale because it's so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm going to live there. It's going to go on sale. It went on sale. Like, <laughs> seriously and it's like completely within our price range it's just so funny because those were the things I was joking about I was like that house is going to go on sale it's going to be within our price range and blah, blah blah and it did and I was completely joking so it's just it really whatever you put out there it comes back in it's not it's not a hard thing and I really truly believe that the subconscious is it controls a lot of what what you have. oh yeah was it 95 percent of what we do like isn't it weird thinking that like the thoughts you're having are not you. It's like in a, it's like a washing machine. It's like just going over and over in different forms. But I get what you're saying. It's like the core thing is still the same. It just keeps coming up in different ways. So true because your subconscious mind is, yeah, exactly right. It's, it's controlling a lot of what's happening and it holds on to a lot of hurt from the past. So, you know, maybe like it could have been as simple as your mum yelling at you when you were a kid. Maybe you were singing and your mum saying, shut up, you know, that could have really, really hindered your self-conscious. And it all comes back to build that relationship with yourself. Understand why you're doing things. If there's a pattern, like, you know, maybe a relationship where you keep getting into relationships and they keep cheating on you. Why is that happening? You know, look into that. Is that something that you're attracting? That was the most powerful thing for me. Like, I was always like, oh, life is happening to me. My life's the worst. I'm so like unlucky. And then when I really like took the step back and I was like, wait, am I the creator of this? Am I creating this like unluck and like this, this doomy sort of life for myself? You know what I mean? And then I realized I'm like, yes, you are. It's all in the perspective and it's all in like the mind. And when I started to change that, then I started to really like practice gratitude and all of that and really do that work with myself. And I got to like change the way things played out. But that was, yeah, it's it's such a powerful distinction. It's so powerful because when you do that, you're like taking responsibility for your life. And people think that's like a drainer, but I'm like, no, if you're responsible for it, you can fix it. You can change it at any time, right? That is super, super empowering. And so when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, like that's so true. And something else came up, which was like, the stuff we talk about, the world we deal with, like spirituality, it doesn't make sense, but it works because it's not, because if it was a mind conscious thing, your mind would intercept it, right? That's why this, this stuff is on a subconscious level. You don't even realize it. So it's kind of like a bit of a, like a mind blowing thing, right? Mind blowing thing because it's true. It's like, uh, it's all subconscious, but then you have to be conscious. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess before we end the conversation today, I would love to know, you know, What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And for to tell listeners like how they can find you on Instagram, your website, um, where your podcast is available. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can do, can do. The best piece of advice I was ever given. This is going to sound so cliche and it's so boring. And I know that this comes around all the time. Like everyone knows of this saying, but it is really the thing that helped change my life and shift my perspective. It was that I was the creator of my own life, that I was, I, I could have anything that I wanted as long as I gave myself the permission to have that thing, if that made sense. That's so powerful. And it's true. Yeah. It was that just because I was always a victim. I always felt like a victim to life, like life was happening to me. So when I, when I heard that and I really started to practice and embody that, everything changed. Everything changed. I just became an unrecognizable person. So yeah, absolutely that. Um, and where people can find me. So I hang out on Instagram the most. So at closeted soul. 
And my podcast is The Closeted Soul Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I also have a website if you wanted to check out the episodes there. Um, It's www.closetedsoul.com. Ah, thank you so much for being on the podcast, my love. It's been so good, so deep. I'm literally, I was like, whoa. Now I'm like jumping out of the conversation, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly had so much time, um, so much fun, and I can't believe the time. Are you wanting to find out more about one-to-one coaching or working with me? Maybe perhaps you want to know more about me. I'd love to connect with you. You can visit my website, feedang.com, or connect with me on Instagram at thefeedang. Speak to you soon.